I want to greet everyone here this morning with a warm welcome in Jesus' name. Cool outside, warm inside, warm inside, okay? And that's a real blessing. We can be warm from the inside out because of Jesus living in our lives. It's nice to be back in Virginia. Uh, we did have a week's stay in Pennsylvania, and that was a real blessing but challenge. Um, and we were blessed. Here about the middle of the week there, we got a treat from Virginia. Brother Ilham and Sister Ellen showed up there. It was a big surprise, but that's a good surprise. And thank you for showing up and supporting and checking in and <laughs> what all might be. But that was a real blessing there. And thank you for that. But I'm glad that uh, we can meet together to worship the Lord here this morning. You might not remember, but I'm on a series of sermons. And since there's a month or two or three between them, you probably have no clue uh, what I'm on. Would any of you know what I've been preaching on the last little while? Probably don't. What's this? The Holy Spirit is what it was. The Holy Spirit. And let me think. Let me see if I have it wrote down here. I'm not sure that I do. Hmm. Start in July. Can you remember back in July? <laughs> I understand. Start in July. And, uh, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit and how he wants to work in our lives. And then I talked about some evidences of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and number one was that we're richly blessed in him and how he satisfies us and he leads our steps. The second one was he gives you real inner joy. The third one was that you have a reasonable level of Holy Spirit discernment. I don't remember these, but that was spoken of. And this morning, we like, I like to wrap it up. I have two more. <laughs> and, uh, and so we want to see what the Lord has to say for those. And for those. So let us start by looking at Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. Now, I don't know how much spiritual wattage you come with this morning. But you know, if you've been reading your Bible regularly and been praying and depending on God like you should and been being led by the Holy Spirit, you come with a lot of spiritual wattage. Maybe even a hundred watts if you're totally lit up like you could be and should be. But you know, I don't know that sometimes that life gets busy. And that's a poor excuse, but that's what we use anyhow. Uh, and, you know, we don't kind of do what we should. Maybe we can hear 10 watts. I don't know how it is, but I know one thing. I know one thing. God wants you to leave encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. I know that, okay? So that's what we look in the Word of God to see. Uh, what, how he, he wants to work through us by the Holy Spirit and how that works out in our lives in practical living. So Ephesians 3 Cutting in at verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father and to our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and length 
in depth, in height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, the world without end. So it starts here talking about prayer. Prayer is important. He knew he was bound before the Lord and, and, and looking to the Lord for wisdom and grace. And then he said some important things there in verse 16, that he grant unto you according to the riches of his glory, which is unfathomable, okay? He grant to us to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now that's why I talk about spiritual wattage. That has a lot to do with your spiritual wattage. You know, but we got, we got the privilege, we have the privilege to be led by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. But to do that, we have to have close fellowship with Jesus. And you know, so the, the Holy Spirit gives us a lot of power. You know, if you go do a job on the farm, you don't have any power, you're not going to get much done. And, and it's just the way, and I tell you, dear people, if we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, you're not going to get much done spiritually. But praise God, let's go look at the negative. You know, he... He, he gives us power. We sang, and I really enjoyed the service so far. So many things are said and done. You, you, you know, you, you don't think about it, but the preacher always does. <laughs> that just fit right in, you know. And that's so confirming. That just fit right in. We sang one of the first songs. I forget which ones. We sang, Channels only, blessed master, but with all thy wondrous power. God knew it's only the part I didn't know that was going to be my first point. <laughs> Sermon's point. It was about power. With all thy wondrous power flowing through us, thou canst use us whenever it suits. Oh, every day and every hour. <laughs> also, I'm available by his spirit all the time to be used by his spirit and to be led by his spirit. And that's beautiful to imagine that these vessels of clay. As unworthy as we are to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we can live in victory, constant victory. Now, you know, so if we're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit with us, we can't come here this morning living chronic defeat. You were te- we were tempted yesterday. Every last one was probably tempted in some way. Hopefully not. I know you weren't tempted above that you were able to overcome. Because by a good word, uh, let's just know that. But we were tempted. But he said, you know what? You have power through the Holy Spirit in the inner man to be an overcomer. That's a tremendous blessing. Because every one of us wants to go to heaven. There's no question. Everybody in their right mind wants to go to heaven. And we, we anticipate that. He that hath this hope in him purifies himself. You know, it's a, we're privileged that we get to be purified in this corrupt world. Now, you got a challenge. You got a challenge there in this corrupt society we're in to live a pure weekend. But you, because we're holy people, and guess what? He gives us power to overcome every temptation. I think that's wonderful. That's just beautiful to realize. And so, when we're tempted, and we're tempted to be disgruntled or not look at our blessings, or not thank the Lord for uh, a good fellowship. 
you know, last week I was reminded again, there's, there's a lot of churches that have real church struggles. And guess what? You aren't. Unless you choose to, you aren't. Of course, we're working together as a brotherhood. You're blessed. You know there's a lot of strength in that? You, you lose a lot of spiritual wattage if you're always fighting among yourselves. You, you, you know, you lose a lot of power. But you know, when we're working together as a body of believers, band together to glorify God, you have a lot of strength is there to be used in, in wonderful ways to edify the Lord. What a tremendous blessing this is. I like to look also, well, it says a lot. I, I, I don't know how much I should go there. So I have so much more to say. But this says so much that I'm going to have to leave some undone. Uh, because one of the things is that brings shows in power. And I, we talked about it in Sunday school lesson. And that is the love of Christ in your hearts, okay? Some people kind of put up a dike or a dam, you know. Well, Jesus loved me, but you know what? You're so odd, I can't love you. That's not the, the, the power of Jesus says, you know what? That isn't the way it is. Jesus loved me when I was a sinner, when I was alienated, and he loved me, and he forgave me, and you know what? I just want to pass it on. I just want to pass it on. Channels only. That's what we are. Channels this morning. Channels of his love. And so we pass on. You know what? There's not, that way, there's not big conflicts in brotherhood. Mm -mm. Not if we love as we should and forgive as Jesus forgave us. Builds brotherhood. It takes the power of God in our lives. That's not natural. You see that around me? That's not natural. So, so you said, you know, then you can comprehend. I don't think we can comprehend the love of Jesus in our life, uh, for us, but we can try, and it's good. He says, you know what? He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And I don't know what you're asking or thinking. But you know, some of you can get creative and be asking and thinking a whole lot. Now, we're not talking about asking for... Uh, Ram, Dodge Ram, diesel pickup. We're talking about the spiritual things, okay? And uh, he said, you know, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about spiritually? What's your dream spiritually? Have you thought about that? You know that actually most of us don't obtain to, to higher uh, levels in the Lord than we strive, our goals are. How high are your goals in Jesus? Just to make it? That's pretty lowly. That's pretty lowly. I mean, we do want to make it spirits, that's for sure. But you know, do we want to grow in his likeness? Do we want to spread his love around here? Do we want to spread it outside of here too? There's a lot of that good goals that we can have that really, it takes inspiration, it takes prayer, it takes inspiration. You know, he said he's able to do abundantly above that, that you ask or think. One limiting thing. One limiting thing. According to the power that's working in you. Only thing that limits what you can do in the Lord is if I'm not in tune with him. If I stay in tune with him, God can do amazing things in your life. And he will and he wants to. And it's our privilege to be led this way. Well, I'd like to look at a verse there in Romans uh, 15. Verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing and that you may abound in hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Did I get that right? Yes, that's great. Because I looked away before I got done with the verse, and sometimes I don't say the right thing. Isn't that amazing? Look, he wants you, everyone, every one of his children to have all joy. And you know what? There isn't joy out of living in disharmony with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever noticed that? You know, I don't know if you ever thought about that, but you know, when, when we don't do things right and the Holy Spirit convicts us, that's, that's not joy. That condemnation, that wears on us. And, and we don't want to have to do it. I said, look, you can have a hope of heaven. And, and that hope isn't just like you, we hope it rains. I've heard some people say it might rain on Tuesday, so we hope it does, right? Yeah, we hope it does rain on Tuesday. This is different. It's an expectation or confidence. We have our hope in Jesus. We know he leads our way. We have an expectation. He's going to lead me. And, and I'm going to follow. I have confidence. I have confidence that when we follow him, he'll lead our steps today and tomorrow. He directs our steps. You know, we don't do what we want to do. We do what he wants us to do. And that's a blessed walk. And we know that we have a hope, but we also know that when we follow him, we have a bright future tomorrow, but a brighter future in, the, in, in eternity. And that's wonderful. That should bring a joy to everybody's walk, Christian's life. It brings a joy in there because it's based on a peace of walking with Jesus, and it brings a joy. And, and so we are abounding Christians because of the power of the Holy Spirit within us. It has everything to do with this Holy Spirit working within us. So I hope that your strength is not failing. I people, well, I'm struggling, and I know that can happen. And I know that we can fail. But when we obey the Holy Spirit and we're following him and we listen to him and let him speak into our lives and help us to grow in holiness and to do what he pleases, then we are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Those type of Christians never live in chronic defeat. Okay? That's something we do not want to have anything to do with it. So, Jesus, well, we know Jesus was led by the Spirit, where it says in Luke 4, verse 1, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, I don't know how many wildernesses you've been led into, but Jesus was led into one. And if you're in the middle of one, you could be led there. Now, you'll come out stronger than you went in. Jesus had victory there in the wilderness. That was a time of great temptation. You might have had one yesterday. If you didn't, don't hold your breath. You might have one tomorrow. But you know, he, but, but uh, the Holy Spirit can lead you into temptations so that you look to Jesus and him for the leading to have victory and you'll be stronger after that than you was going in. Have you ever noticed that? This ain't just thrown over your head, is it? You ever notice that? That should be our continual experience. And that's wonderful when it works that way. So, you know, he won the victory, how? By being in tune with his father and knowing how to speak the words of the Bible to apt situations. You know, every time you're tempted, there's Bible verses that would strengthen you. We know that. But is that what we do? So he had victory and he had, his life had purpose, his life had meaning, and it had power. And I hope when uh, other people see you say, that person, their life is full of meaning, and it has purpose, it's full of joy, and I can tell they got a power within them from the Holy Spirit. But maybe sometimes we're a little bit like 
uh, a van I had years ago, and I had one of the boys fill the thing up. And here they feel, uh, it, we went to go run that thing soon after, and all of a sudden, rarer than, it had a 460, it was a gas guzzler, and, uh, and it had plenty of power. And normally, and then all of a sudden it starts sputtering and smoking and popping. And I said, What's going on? It had a lot of sputter, but no power almost no power, couldn't move. You know what? They put diesel fuel in the thing, and I can tell you that thing did not run well. It took it was quite a job. You know, sometimes in some Christians, you see a lot of smoke, a lot of commotion, a lot of activity, but very little power. And we don't want to be that way. We do not want to be that way. Yes, it's very true. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, Who also hath made known unto to us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And that's the Spirit of life in Jesus inside of us. And that's what he wants. It's what he expects. Victory in the Lord. And it's a tremendous blessing that we can go from victory to victory, be strengthened, and more like him. Now, no wonder it says there in Acts 1.8. Very familiar passage, right? But it really relates to this. And ye shall receive enough strength to barely make it. No. And you shall receive a little wattage. There'll be more than that. And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Every Christian that has sincerely opened their heart to the Lord has the Holy Spirit walking within them at that point, living with them at that point, because he's abiding present in the saint. Uh, and so you shall receive power. And you know what that word means or, or comes from? You know what it means? You know what it means? Dunamis, right? Dunamis, dunamis. I don't know if I ever told this uh, illustration before here, but I enjoy the thought. Dunamis is another word for dynamite, right? Now, I don't know if you had the blessed privilege that I had as a boy, but uh, my father did not like groundhogs. And he, he liked to do things. And back then, we used dynamite. We liked that. I mean, that was enjoyable. And uh, so you would go get a groundhog hole. Unless it was real big, we could use half a stick. You know what I mean? You don't know. I'm not, hey, I'm not telling anybody to do this because you're supposed to have a permit to do this now, I understand. And, uh, and so we would put a half, about a half a stick there in that groundhog hole. We'd run long leads over to a truck battery. you put a bunch of rocks and stuff, heavy stuff on there. And you'd put those leads together. You know what happened? Boom! That's what would happen. And you know what? The earth was reformed. It was transformed. It was not the same. There was a crater where there was a hole. And you had to be careful. Rocks would land on your vehicle. You could be 100 foot away and rocks would come down. It was a marvelous occasion. And uh, so he says, you know what? You got a hill in front of you. All you need is a little dunamis pyre. You know what? We do face mountains, don't we? Don't we? I like being on the mountaintop. I was close to that last week. You know, being able to preach and study and pray most of the day, that's a mountaintop experience. Now, I almost got preached out, I'll be honest, but I'm glad to be able to come here this morning, but I almost got preached out. Um, but that's dunamis power. And that's amazing. 
Now, that is nice to talk about groundhog holes, but how about my life? You know, sometimes we get things that need to be rearranged. Things get out of order. Temptations start overcoming us our way. And he said, look, I'd like to just blow that up, Jesus say, and reform something beautiful. And we didn't go to the trouble with that. We said the old groundhog suffer. He could, you know, he'd come back and it wouldn't. I don't know how it would be to be in that thing, in that hole, and receive that kind of com- uh, combustion. But that's just exactly what happened. And he had a bad day. But we thought it was wonderful because he didn't like his home anymore because he got rearranged. But see, God wants to rearrange our lives and make them something meaningful. Because many times we mess it up. We as man can mess it up, but he don't, he don't want that. He has something better than that. Now the rest of the verse, but, we ha- but to be what we should be in our lives, we have to receive that power, okay? And that power will overcome. It's an overcoming power. It is a power that nothing that that Satan gives us takes you down. You don't ever, ever, not that you never, ever fail, but you go back to Jesus and you get cleansing and you're renewed in that power of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't, next time it comes around, you know where to go. You know to go to the Lord. And so you're an overcomer. And it makes a beautiful life out of something that looked bad, like a groundhog. It makes a beautiful life. And that's what God wants. Now the rest of the verse goes... Uh, like this, but ye, and you shall receive. Uh, uh, after, excuse me, I'll just read the whole verse. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is to come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Ju- Jerusalem and in Judea and in, in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, uh, you know, we used to have a mission work there in Puerto Rico, and that's a good thing to have a mission work. But what if we were all missionaries in Jerusalem? And your home is your Jerusalem. I have noticed some things. You know, we can talk about gardens. We can talk about dresses. And I, you know, us men and women too, like they make good meals. We can talk about eating good meals. Just had a great one last evening for supper. And, I, and I'd be glad to tell you about it. Uh, but not... I say that in satire. We can talk about fishing. We can talk about deer hunting. We can talk about whatever your vocation is and whatever mine is. And we seem to be rather fluent with our tongue. And it's just amazing how the devil wants us not to be able to talk about the Lord. It's just because it's battleground. It's battleground. You know why? The devil don't want his kingdom to expand. But you know, when I read the scripture... I get the feeling that when Jesus saved us and redeemed us by the blood of the Lamb and made us a new creation in Christ in Him, a new creation in Christ Jesus, and we made a new us. We have power. We're walking in the joy of the Lord. You can't keep that in. A saint, a real saint cannot keep that in. I one time heard a statement, and I'm not sure I'm getting it right. But a church is sustained by missions as fire is sustained by burning. Now think that through. When a fire stops burning, it's out. When a church stops being a mission, when I as an individual stops being a mission, hmm. 
Yeah, well, so Rand, it's not, missions is not an activity of the church. It is the church. That's beautiful. So this is um, a wonderful privilege we have. We were born again. Some of us many, many years ago. You may have been born again 50. I see some people older here. You might have been 60, 70 years ago born again. I was only about 50-some years ago. So we all have a testimony. Now, God help any Christian that's born, uh, born again very long. And he has to go back to his conversion experience for the most relevant testimony. God help us. That's all I can say. Because didn't he bless you yesterday? He's already blessed you this morning. Yeah. I mean, so if I get done in time, I'm going to give you a chance to give some testimonies. Okay? So get, go ahead and get fired up. Okay? Because the Lord is so good to us. He's blessed us. He, we open his word and we get so many inspirations. And yet it's so, it's so hard to yeah, we just, you know, How's it going in the shop? You know, how's your business going? You know, how, how is that hauling, running the trucks going? And, the, you know, and all that. And you, what about Jesus? I mean, what, what thrills you, in other words? Right? We talk about what excites us, don't you? You know, I killed a big buck a couple years ago. I, I, I just wasn't easy at all when we talked to Hunter about what I killed. You know, and that's just so easy. Hmm. That's what God would say. Hmm. What? You know, you talk about what excites you. Am I wrong here? I think we do. I think we do. Yeah. So, no one of the psalmists said, uh, in Psalm 145, 11, and 12, they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. Right, this is our everyday. We're children of the king. We deserve. We have power working within us to make known to the to the sons of men thy mighty works and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. That was in Old Testament. They didn't even know good church life like we do. As much as we, they didn't have the high, abiding Holy Spirit abiding within them constantly. It, it's wow. And yet he said there, you know, I'm just going to speak of that glory. No wonder 1 Peter uh, 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready always. Can you be ready always? Sure can. If I'm walking with the Lord, I have a vibrant fellowship with him. I'm praying to him. I love him. He's the passion of my life. It's actually, can we get American Christian, if we would love Jesus the way some people love their hobbies, or love the next whatever they want, and we love Jesus that way, you know what? We'd be, we would have a ready testimony. And that's what God wants. Yes, it's very encouraging to know that he, he can use us. He can use us. He's, he's always faithful. And he, he wants to use us. You know, he could have used angels. He did them a few times. But he decided to use you and me. Yeah. And what a blessed opportunity we have. Yeah. What a blessed opportunity. Now, what it says in Matthew 10, verses 16 to 20, But I hold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't even think our society relates to us that way. I don't feel like I'm a sheep among wolves. No, no, I, no, I, every now and then I have felt that way, I'll be honest. But on a regular basis, okay? Because most of society is fairly nice and respectful, even though they might disagree. 
Be ye therefore as wise as serpents, as harmless as doves, and beware of men, for they will deliver you up into the council, and they will scourge you in synagogues. We've never experienced this. I mean, he was warning them of things that they would do if they really stood up for the Lord. And I find it challenging to stand for the Lord with none of that. You know why? What are they going to think of me? Have you thought that? I'm going to look like an eyeball. You are an eyeball if you're following Jesus. Just let it be known. Because we're strangers and pilgrims in this world. Because why? We have our citizenship in heaven. We're following Jesus and we're so blessed. Yes. What a privilege. So you should be brought before governors and kings for my, for my sake. And for a testimony against them. And the, you're brought there. You met that challenging person yesterday. For one main reason. To be a testimony. What a privilege. What a privilege. What an opportunity. But when they deliver you up, take no thought what you're going to sp- uh, what you shall speak, for it shall be given to you in that same hour what you shall speak, for it is not you that speak, but the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love to see that in you. And you know what? Jesus wants to see that in me. He wants to see it in all of us that we're willing to speak as a testimony. And we have so many opportunities. You know, we used to be isolated and stuff. And even on a farm, we don't get to but so many people because we live out in the boonies. Every one of those people that come on that farm are a candidate to be spoken to about Jesus. Am I weird? No. That's what Jesus wants. That's what Jesus wants. Now, the Holy Spirit has to lead. And he must lead because we, we don't just have a set thing we can say it's amazing what the Holy Spirit now you want I'm sure your life is exciting but if it gets a tad boring sometimes start doing this start talking to everybody that you feel the Lord has opened that twinkling of a door you'll talk to them about the Lord you will have exciting conversations because they will ask you questions that are hard they will they will say things that make you think twice and shudder and uh and, but it's a real opportunity. It's a real opportunity. We have loads of opportunities. I praise God for that. Now, a number of years ago, when I lived in Briar Branch, there was a fox a trapper that would come there. And he would come in. You have, you're supposed to check traps every day. You know that? Any of you trappers? Oh, that's what I told because they don't want the man was in there uh, suffering for days. And so they go to the trap and say, he would come in. And we would talk to him. And he was kind of a rough individual. And, um, and, and he would tell you about this and this and this. He'd tell us, every now and then I would stop and talk to him. Jonah didn't have time to talk to him, but every now and then and he would say, I am the leader of a group, I think it was a music group, I'm sure it was a music group called the Outlaws. Now, what a peculiar name. You know, would you call a gospel group the Outlaws? No, I'm sure you wouldn't. I expect it was quite indicative of the group. And so, um, um, hmm, that probably suits you. I mean, and he'd come in, he was riding around with a woman, I could tell it wasn't his wife and everything else. And, and then, you know, after a while, I got some conversations. You know what? The, the Lord, have you ever had this? The Lord kind of said, yeah, you really ought to talk to him about Jesus, you know. And they'd probably be Greek to that guy. And uh, but that doesn't make any difference. You know, the Lord speaks, you ought to speak, right? You know, you ought to speak. So 
And I had that opportunity. But, well, you know, being timid, you weren't the first one that was timid, okay? If you feel like, all right, it's a little hard. You know, why is doing what's right hard? I'm not sure. Why. Yeah, I do know why, because the devil don't want you to speak. I'll just tell you right up front. So, anyhow, I lost my opportunity. He quit uh, coming because the trapping season was over. And I thought, well, I'll just do it next year. You know, procrastination is always a good, ex- a lousy excuse. And so I waited, you know. And then here, a couple months later, uh, I was reading in the newspaper. And I don't even know why I was reading here. And all of a sudden, I said, uh, it said, this guy was a leader of the outlaws. And I thought, well, there's a picture. I'll look at that picture. Kind of looked like him. He was all cleaned up. You know, you know, when you take a formal picture, you look cleaned up. And he was all cleaned up. I think that's him. I, believe, I know that's him. But you know what bothered me? And has ever since. The picture was in the obituaries. The man had went to meet Jesus. Hmm. I had to repent. Because I knew that I was supposed to speak to him. And maybe... He's burning in hell because Claire didn't speak. Now, I like to preach sermons like this pretty often because I can forget that pretty quick. But every time I think of that, it's quite motivational. It's quite motivational. Because he might want to use me or you to speak to somebody about Jesus. And it can make a world of difference. I, uh, a couple of years, uh, about the same time, I was talking to somebody in the community there within two miles of Bethany. And they had been there about 80 years at that point. 80 years. A Mennonite church. And, I, and, and after being visited there a couple of times to their place, I said, you know, do, do you know Jesus? Do you know? I said, I never have heard about Jesus. I want to ask you, when your neighbors, the nearest 10, do you know if they've heard about Jesus? Do you know? You know, we get so busy, and yet we have lost crying out for hope right around us. Right around us. And Jesus says, start at Jerusalem. We don't, we don't have to go to Australia. You know, he wants to expand the kingdom right around you. Right around you. But you just going to take a lot of bravery. It does for me anyhow. You think, well, it might be easy. I've seen people talk to a fence post but wouldn't talk to people about the Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, they just chatter so much. Oh, I think they can talk to people about fence posts. Well, I don't know. No. I hope it can be said of every one of you this morning. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But how was it last week when you met that poor needy soul? And you could tell his need and he kind of looked at you. A little strange. You had that chance, you know. There's some things we can do to help us out. Number one is follow the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a blessed privilege every saint needs. uh, Privilege we have. But if you want to be serious about this, pray for opportunities. The Lord would open up to you opportunities. Now, if you're going to pray that, you better be ready to talk, okay? So the number second part of the prayer is you better pray for him to give you something to say. Because you can get tongue-tied, you can get timid all of a sudden, strangely timid. And we're so so much of the time, I'm timid about this. But I'm telling you, God wants to expand the kingdom, and he will if we're willing to say just a few things. I've had a brother come up to me and say, 
you know, and, and I've told this people, Jesus loves you. And that'll set most any heathen back. Now that's not that hard. If that gets hard, go home and practice it in front of the mirror. Jesus loves you. It's a beautiful phrase. It'll warm your heart and it'll warm theirs too. Yes. I know of a young man that went by to come to work. This was only not too many years ago. And he went by a person that drank a lot. And this man, it wasn't too unusual that you could smell uh, drink on his breath in mid-morning. Not always, but it happened. And so he would stop by, going by his place, because he went by this guy's place on the way to work. And he would spend just a couple minutes, two or three times a week, not, not all, every morning. And his wife would say, man, I don't like my husband. He's a drunk. And, and you, know, basically, you know what he'd say? Jesus can help you. He wasn't much of a preacher, but he was an ambassador of this gospel. He was a steward of the gospel. He did that for months. Just, just five minutes here, five minutes there. We all have that much time. We all have that much time. In, in just about, oh, I don't know how many months, after maybe six months of being faithful, the man accepted Jesus. Amazing? Amazing. But he, there had to be one of his children loosening their lips for a few minutes, a few times a week. He could be in heaven because of that. Can you imagine how many people you could lead to the Lord? Can you imagine? Now, we're going to start praying. Imagine what we can do with him. Open up doors. Imagine. Now, we're going to start imagining things in the kingdom. Imagine. You know what? If energy God expects to be used out there is not used out there, you know what happens? It's used in here. And it causes trouble. See, he wants you to have plenty of spiritual energy and power. He wants you to have it. He's given it to you if we just take it. And we use it. He said, you know what? you got enough. Uh, you're empowered enough. You can love everybody in this church. Even those that don't, don't, don't agree, you can love them. That's Holy Spirit power. That is. You can love everybody. You can be victorious. That's Holy Spirit power. You can overcome your weakness, your sin. That's Holy Spirit power. And you know what? If you're following Him by the Holy Spirit, you have enough energy and power to witness to your neighbors. To witness to those that come to your business. You have it. He, God has given it to you. And all we need to do is use it. No wonder he said, the harvest truly is great. And what do you think when you look down earth, and I don't even know if there's a billion people on the earth by then. And there's what, seven or eight now? It don't matter how many is on the earth. He cares about the ones he's going to let you talk to tomorrow. It might only be one. It might be five. I don't know. But you have that opportunity tomorrow, today, to be a lighthouse for him.